It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right, thank you, Woody. Let's go right to him. Been a good friend for a long, long time. Charles Davis, football analyst for NFL on CBS, alongside with Ian Eagle, another one of our favorites. And also, that Madden NFL analyst stuff is uh, pretty special. Charles, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Joe. Happy holiday season to you and yours and everyone who can hear our voices. You got it, man, and and right back at you. So, hey, first game, I can't believe it. I see you three, four, five times a year. This is the first yeah. Dolphins game you've had this week with uh, with Baltimore and Miami, and what a great game it should be. Yeah, we're pretty fired up about the whole thing, and you're right. It's a major surprise to us, but you never know how a schedule's going to fall, where it's going to take you, and – the Dolphins have become one of those teams that everyone wants to have on their air. So when you add all that into it, it makes it a little bit tougher for all of us to get involved and, <laughs> and see them. But we've seen the highlights. We've seen the game tape. You know, it's an exciting, exciting time to watch Dolphins football. And, boy, what a game we have now. I mean, let's, let's be honest about it. At this stage, I think most people would love to have this game. And we feel very fortunate that it fell to us. Yeah, and uh, and there's a lot to play for because right now it's about that number one seed and, and that's how close they are. And so great stories at the quarterback position. But you know what surprised me the most is Miami Dolphins have the number one offense and the number four defense in the NFL. I, I can't remember the last time, if ever, it's happened in the history of this franchise where they've been this good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and I think that a, a, a certain number 13 would have been thrilled <laughs> to have had those kind of yeah. numbers. He would have liked that. Him up. He would have liked it. That's not, a, that's not a shot at the teammates that he loves and all that, that he loved to playing with. But, you know, could you imagine those Miami offenses with a defense like this backing them up and what could have been in playoffs, postseason, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what you have to have because when you think about most of the teams that win – yeah, sometimes one side of the ball is dominant, but for the most part, there's a balance to them, and it's not such a disparity. It's not like you have a top-five defense and a bottom-five offense and you win Super Bowls. That's, that's rare, right? We think about some of them being that way. Remember Denver when they won it the last time with Von Miller and crew and Peyton Manning, you know, using his savvy, really, to get them through on offense. Everything was a slog tight defensive games, but the offense played to the defense. In this case, you don't have to play to it. You're able to go ahead and play and run your offense, do it in total, and your defense actually gets a jump on it because that offense is so high-powered, the defense can be turned loose. So, Charles, i got to ask you, one of the big stories every day is always Tua Tungavailoa, 26 touchdowns, 4,200 yards, completing 70% of his passes, and the most important thing, he has stayed healthy all season yep. long in a year where not too many quarterbacks have been able to stay healthy. What's your thoughts on, on watching him and, and what you've seen? I would imagine jujitsu class enrollment has gone sky high. <laughs> All right? I would imagine that has happened in a big way. All kidding aside, you're just watching a, a young man mature playing the position. And, yes, there are a whole lot of circumstances around it that you just described that were – that really held his career in the balance when you're, when you're being frank about it. And he addressed it, truthfully met it 
with every, you know, opportunity, eyes wide open, knowing what he needed to do, and gets it done. And then it translated to what he did on the field, throwing the ball away when there's no chance of a play, making sure he takes care of his body, ducks it down when, when he feels the pass rush and the ball's released. Mike McDaniel and the offensive staff, Frank Smith and crew, designing plays where the ball's out of his hand quicker. But that's not just to protect him. That's to keep that offense running because you want the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill and Waddle and Achan and Mostert as fast as you possibly can. So it's a perfect marriage in the system. But he, he met the challenge, and that's what I like about him. And all the things we liked about him coming out of college are now flourishing. Yeah. And I think then some, Joe. Yeah, I uh, listen, I think we've all been pleasantly surprised. The way this thing started to where it is right now has been just uh, one of the great turnarounds we've seen in the history of this franchise. So I got to tell you, speaking of great stories in the NFL, the game you did last weekend with, uh, with the Browns winning again, getting their 10th win, and the Joe Flacco story, and, of course, Amari Cooper from down here in Miami at Northwestern High School. Uh, what's your story and how good this – you've seen them now on how good and how far they can go, man. And they've got the – what, the Jets this week. They're looking 11 yep. wins with a week left. My gosh. Yeah, the Jets this week on Thursday night at home. And what's really wild about it is when you look at their injury list and who's been lost and who hasn't been able to play. And then, I've you know, I find out yesterday their, their QB2, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he got hurt in the Houston game. They put him on IR. So, I mean, they've been through four Man. quarterbacks. Wow. going to be in the fourth. Now, of course, P.J. Walker has to be the backup for them. But that's not their concern. And you remember what I was talking about a, a minute ago about the Dolphins and their defense allowing the offense to just flourish and the offense allowing the defense to play free? Cleveland was getting by playing strictly defense earlier this year. They didn't mind 13 to 10 games, Joe, and that defense was up to the task. But there's so much pressure when you try and win like that where the defense feels like it has to win the game, it has to score, it has to create big plays, that you've watched it and you've played against it. When those teams are a little bit on the desperate side, and I hate to use that word, but when they're extra aggressive trying to take the ball away, then your fundamentals start to slip. You miss tackles, you're out of gaps, you're out of things. And I think that happened to Cleveland on a few occasions for short doses and short duration. But now with Flacco, the defense is back saying, hey, we're good. As good as we are, we don't have to do extra. We don't have to create things. We'll just play to our level, and we'll do all that naturally. And, Joe, last week against Houston, if you broke the game down, the starting defense for Cleveland gave up zero points. The first points of the game came on a kickoff return. That's on the special teams. And then the other points Houston scored were against the backups on defense. In fact, After the second score, Jim Schwartz, the D coordinator, got so ticked off, he put the starting defense back in the game. Now, you're a player. Do you really think the starting defense was really ecstatic with the second and third team guys when they had to put their pads on and go back in? (laughs) No. No. Not one bit. (laughs) Hey, so I got to ask you about Baltimore. What a great story uh, they've been. I don't know if you thought they were going to be this good. They've been pretty solid throughout the year. Uh, and the Lamar Jackson story, putting himself right back in the MVP race here. Uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, it looks pretty close right now through with two games left. Who do you like as the fan side of you from what your eyes have seen for an MVP at this point? My goodness, I still want to play it out because 
if Tyreek Hill goes crazy down the stretch and gets Calvin Johnson's record, let alone the 2000, how he's not involved in that race is beyond me. I mean, it's just, just what he has done has been beyond spectacular. And he makes you change what you do defensively. The accounting of what you have to do. It's allowed Jalen Waddle to continue to flourish on the other side. How would you like to be Jalen Waddle? You come in, you're, QB, you're wide receiver one rather than get you hit Tyreek Hill, now you're wide receiver two. Yeah, you're still putting up 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. This yeah. is Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne territory. You know, that's, that's what you're getting out of this and your quarterback's delivering. You know, it's, uh, it's been a great story. There's no question about it. And the Raheem Mostert with his 21 touchdowns, nobody saw that coming in his 30s, now over 1,000 yards, uh, another. And by the way, just uh, Charles, just a really good guy that uh, if you get a chance to spend some time with him, he, he is something else. Hey, listen, Joe, 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 he is, his story, I don't care how many times we talk about it, it doesn't get enough play. To be cut that many times by different teams, I'm reading the article about when he got cut by Cleveland and his and his fiance's at her bridal shower, getting ready for her bridal shower, and he's got to call her dad and tell him he's been cut again, and then talk to her. What are we going to do? And then they believe in the, in the goal and the dream and keep fighting for it and get it. Like 21 touchdowns this year, he had 19 in the previous eight seasons combined. He had a playoff run that went to the Super Bowl that was off the charts, yet it still wasn't enough to cement him down as, as the lead guy. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's crazy. And when I saw the number, John Henry Johnson from Pittsburgh, the only guy older with his first 1,000-yard season. John Henry Johnson's a Hall of Famer, okay? Back when 1,000-yard seasons weren't common. And remember, he played in that million-dollar backfield in San Francisco with Joe the Jet Perry and Hugh McElhenney. <laughs> This guy is in rarefied air right now, and he's earned every bit of it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a hell of a story, and he's always fun to talk about. We call him the forgotten star sometimes on this team. So uh, I got to ask you about the Lamar Jackson side. He hasn't put up big numbers, but he dominates all these games. I know we are looking for quarterbacks that have 35 touchdowns, and he runs for 1,000 yards, and yet here he is with the best record in the NFL. What's your thoughts on what he's been able to do in this new offense this year? His numbers are not as good as his first MVP season in just terms of raw numbers, but he's a better quarterback in my mind. And I know it seems somewhat cliche, but I really think he is. Just watching how he throws the football, how he goes through progressions, what his proficiency is in doing it, a little more judicious about taking off and running. He's created more plays by looking like he's going to run and then able to find an open receiver. And Joe, He's done it without a 1,000-yard receiver or a 1,000-yard running back. And the last 22 most valuable players have all had that around them that have been quarterbacks. Yeah, wow. Okay? Now, the only two who have done it in, in modern-day era, Favre and Elway won an MVP without 1,000-yard receiver or running back. This guy very well may be the third, which is just incredible when you think about what's going on. And the way this game is played, you know, bad teams have thousand-yard receivers and running backs. You know, we're playing seventeen games. You should be able to accumulate that kind of number. That's right. And this guy's getting it done that way. So, as, as you said, every time it's you look up, he's dominating the game when it's time to dominate it. But I just think he's gotten better. I think Todd Munkin is the offensive coordinator. It's been a perfect marriage for them. They've embraced each other and brought out the best in each other. And they will just continue to rise from there. And I will say this about Baltimore. 
We had them against Pittsburgh earlier, one of their losses. When you look at their stats, and you've seen it, Joe, they, the 72 Dolphins and the 07 Patriots, who went undefeated until the Super Bowl, the Dolphins, of course, you know, undefeated all the way through, they're the only three teams to have led in the four, all the way through the fourth quarter in every game they played. Wow. And then Baltimore found a way to lose their three late. But the other ones didn't lose them, obviously, the Patriots until the Super Bowl with the Giants. But it's the craziest stat I've seen. So when I tell people, truthfully, it doesn't feel like it, but the truth is there. There's a, there's, there's a real case to be made that Baltimore should be undefeated right now. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy number. You're, you're, you're exactly right. They, uh, and by the way, they had this little bit of this problem last year. We saw the Dolphins had the big comeback, and Tua had the big quarter and a half at the end of the game uh, on the road last year. That was uh, amazing. Charles, always great being with you, man. I really appreciate before going to work out, you spent a little bit of time with us this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me, as always. Always fun to talk with you, Joe, and I can't wait to see you in the charm city, as they say, <laughs> and see if the Dolphins can get it done again. How great is this? Both of these teams now going against teams that are really good. Baltimore has been really good against those teams all year. The Dolphins got the monkey off their back last week beating Dallas. Now they can just line up and go. They're both playing for high stakes which is the number one seed in the AFC. Doesn't get any better than that one right there. Man, that's exactly right. Charles, you have a great day, buddy. See you, man. You too, Joe. Be good. See you soon. All right. Charles Davis, NFL on uh, CBS. Yeah, the uh, the game is, is friggin' huge. And, and by the way, if that's not enough, you got Buffalo at home the following week. To be determined where that game is played. Hey, we're going to a quick break here. A lot more stuff to get to, but first, I do want to take a moment to tell you about Beverly's Jewelers this morning. Never too early. You're looking for something now during the holiday, after Christmas, before the new year. All of a sudden, you got to get an engagement ring. You've been wanting to do it. You want to get the perfect diamond, the perfect setting. It's Beverly's Jewelers. Always Beverly's Jewelers. That's what they do, man. It always starts with a perfect engagement ring that you're looking for. And I got to tell you, when it comes to selection of quality diamonds, these guys are it, man, by far. I'm talking about Amanda, Jeff, and the family at Beverly's Jewelers who've been around for a long, long time. If you're new in town and looking for a jewelry store, they've got one in Fort Lauderdale off Commercial Boulevard that is fantastic. They're the leader in both lab-grown and earth-grown diamonds. You buy them online, I don't know why, because then you get something, you thought you are getting a good deal, and yeah, you got a good deal because it's a real cheap-looking diamond. They're the diamond experts. They help you every step of the way with the largest selection of certified diamonds and world-class custom design studio. No interest financing, free gift wrapping. Beverly's makes it easy. Shop early. I always tell it, get going early before New Year's. Get on down there. And boy, if you need some extra cash, Beverly's Gold Buyers are on site every day for immediate payment with the highest payouts. Uh, necklace, bracelets, earrings, whatever it is you're looking for that says I love you, Beverly's Jewelers really is the place to go. Again, in Fort Lauderdale, off Commercial Boulevard, to go to BevJewelers.com. Got some great stuff. You can see it. Beverly's Jewelers, where South Florida gets engaged. All right, welcome back. And... Uh, Good morning to everybody, man. It's nice to have you, and uh, it's a good time. Good time, Heat, Panthers, Dolphins. Really, really good time. A lot of great stories coming from uh, all the teams. Matter of fact, Panthers in action tonight against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. 
And uh, I expect it's going to get chippy and it's going to feel like a, a playoff game. Uh, and then the uh, Heat getting ready to hit the road, going to the West Coast for five games. And, man, they've, they've got some great stories. What Two games ago, it's Duncan and Tyler. Uh, the last game, it's it's Tyler and it's Jaime Hawkes. And, uh, and just, hey, listen, when this thing all comes together and hopefully – Towards the end of the season, they can all play together. But Jimmy, getting him back, I guess he's going to travel with the team. Bam and Tyler. Duncan is uh, – Duncan Robinson's having the best year of his career. He's putting up numbers. He's putting up three-point numbers like he put up when he got the contract. He's averaging 15 points a game. And then the Jaime Hawkes. You know, we're going, oh, well, we just don't have enough. And then Jaime Hawkes decides he's not going to look like a rookie the way he's playing. Averaging almost 14 points a game, including um, 30 a 30 point game here in the last one. So a lot of great stories coming out. With you know, and all the credit the guys put in all the work, but to everything that they do, man, and they just keep finding different guys to pop into those roles. It's incredible. It really is. It's not normal. It's not normal. They get guys they trust. Um, they put in the work. They get in the rotation. And they end up, we're talking about them. And we're talking about them and, you know, coming off the bench. Sometimes they start with this crazy lineups they've had with so many guys injured at different times. And their original three have not been able to play a lot of games together. And now Jimmy's been out the last couple of games. But uh, what a story, man. What a, what a nice story. All the way, man, from Broward to date and in between with uh, with the Miami Dolphins, been a lot of good stuff and a lot of really good numbers. Going to be a lot of records broken, a lot of team records broken this year off of uh, what Mike McDaniel was saying. It's kind of funny. Uh, and now, you know, there, there's a big one left. You want to keep winning games. You love to be a number one seed. You want to win the AFC East for sure, which you still have to do. You still have to do. And, and it could take both games to do it. But... The biggest thing is you got to win a playoff game. All these wins are great. You got to win a playoff game. This this means nothing if you don't win a playoff game. If you have to travel for some reason, which nobody's thinking about that right now, but if you do, you got to win. And I will tell you this firsthand, sitting here in the morning, it's a lot easier to win playoff games at home than it is on the road. Now, we've had teams go on the road and win. Don't get me wrong, a lot of them. There's always, you know, an upset. But I can tell you, it's a lot easier for Dolphin teams to stay home and win. That's coming firsthand. A lot easier. A lot easier to get wins at home where you never leave playing your weather, on your field, your fans, and um, everything else. Fans understand when to be quiet, when to be loud, and all those things you don't have to deal with on the road. So you can do all your motions and everybody can hear and uh, and everything. A zillion different reasons. Just get up and go to your, your stadium. And your facility's right next to it. If you want to go before or after to get treatment, it's right there, man. It is set up. So uh, we'll see, man. These next two weeks are going to be fun. And we are, hey, they're back to work today, man. Before you know it, Saturday jumping on a plane and in Baltimore Saturday evening and, and playing first thing. Sunday, kicking off that first batch of games on New Year's Eve. And uh, the number one and number two seeds 
in the NFL to play basically that game's for for number one and a potential buy. And the Dolphins then have to come home and play the Buffalo Bills, who, by the way, could also be in the playoffs and could be looking at a chance at the AFC East. So there's still, it is crazy to think with two games left, I, this is not normal. You could be the number one seed with a bye week or you could be getting ready to play a wild card game and have to travel a day early to hit the road the following week after the Buffalo game. <laughs> I mean, how's that? You could be the number one seed. We could be talking about 13 wins, the number one seed in the AFC. Something hasn't been done. God only knows that stat. I'm waiting for one of our guys to put out that stat. They want to jump the gun, though. Everybody's being a little careful. Or you could be a wild card team. Win that many games and be a wild card team. Oof. How's that spread? How's that one? That's uh, that's crazy, but that's what you could be looking at. So uh, we also have talked about a lot of different things, some things I didn't get to. Uh, speaking of the Dolphins, um, 11-4, and four, most wins in 15 years. Well, you're going to start hearing that about a lot of numbers, and offense and defense and sacks and – they broke the sack record for the team this past game. And it's funny because I've had more than one person go, we're just not getting enough pressure. <laughs> I go, well, I got to tell you something, man. They go, what? We broke the record for sacks by, an, by a Dolphins team. What? Yeah, I know. I know. So you don't have to – you can't yell that 17 games. They, they did it through – they did it through 14 games. 15 games. They did it through 15. So uh, they now have that. They're going to break a lot of offensive records. We already know about Raheem's records. And and uh, now we're going to find out if Tyreek can top last year's numbers that he owns already. And uh, Jalen Waddell over 1,000 yards three years in a row as a receiver. Never happened before. So we've got – and we're putting off offensive numbers that uh, that are big. So – there are a lot of great numbers going on. I don't know if the Miami Dolphins, I don't know what their uh, their Super Bowl undefeated team was, so I'm always careful on the 70s records. But they have the number one offense and the number four defense in the NFL. And I do know this. It's been a long-ass time since we've said that. And usually when you say that, we're looking at numbers that haven't happened offensively and defensively in at least 20 years. 20 minimum. All these numbers, uh, 20. It's been 20 years, yeah. And, uh, and so it, it's been a fun year, man. Throw in uh, hard knocks last night on again and get to know your favorite players and uh, some of the stories from different guys on the team. Uh, and so you got a marketing tool during the week, and then you go out and watch these plays. And, uh, and it's been fun because these games right now, starting with that Dallas game, and now this week and next week are going to feel like early playoff games. It felt like a. It felt at home, like I can't remember when that game felt like a playoff game. It felt like a playoff game early when I got there, and it felt like a playoff game at the end when nobody had left to watch and see what was going to happen after Dak Prescott's touchdown to give him the lead, only to have two a three and a half minutes take his team down and kick a short field goal with Jason Sanders. You cannot make that st- st- stuff up. Good job there. Uh, no, so you're going to play in the final three weeks of the season. You're going to play the three guys who were basically the MVP candidates, right? I mean, you, know, you, you got Dak. Woody, I, was, I thought I, they did a great job yeah. on Dak. They roughed him around a lot. You know, they, they did a nice job on him. You got Lamar Jackson, and then you got you know Josh Allen. 
Lamar is an interesting one, though, man. They were showing some highlights of him yesterday and the way he extends plays yeah. and the way he takes off. And He's the only one who can do really, it. You really, really have to be so aware of that dimension to his game because he's so fast in the open field. Uh, he is a good, as good a running quarterback yeah. as we've ever had, right? He is the best. Yeah, he, he's in that Michael Vick territory. I saw certainly. Michael Vick, and Michael Vick was, was really good at it, but this guy's a different level. So you got to be really, really aware of that, and I know that was a big thing. They even talked about it last night on, on Hard Knocks. They were talking about Dak and what he does on third down and how Dak was the best third-down quarterback in the league when he's able to get outside the pocket. Well, he and keeps all that. plays alive. He, he's yeah. really good. Like I know he doesn't get a lot of respect. we got some cities that just don't give quarterbacks a lot of respect, and, and Dak's going through that. Hey, listen, if you just look, you didn't watch that last game, and you look at Dak Prescott's numbers – He's probably still in the MVP, but he and Purdy didn't get it done in they these had bad, games. They had bad yeah. weeks, but I, yeah, I still think Dak. I, I've always thought Dak's a pretty good quarterback, and I, you know, I don't know what, you know, I know, I know everyone wants to have like the best quarterback possible, but like I don't know, I look at Tua and I think, man, he he's good enough to get you to where you need to be, and he's going to be the quarterback for the foreseeable future. I said that the other day. And some guy was, like, screaming at me on Twitter. Like, he hasn't done anything, this and that. I'm like, Tua's going to be the guy. Right? He's not going. I can't imagine Tua's going anywhere anytime soon. Tua's going to get a new contract here real soon. I would think, right? Yes. With five years? Whatever yes. he can get, right? Is four or five, five years. Four or yes. five. Yes. He's going to be the quarterback of the future of this team. Right? Like, I don't know how anyone could even debate that at this point. Whether he, you know, and maybe people still don't think he's good enough. I don't, be, I don't know. Be, but behind only the two Hall of Fame quarterbacks with the two best years we've seen, minus the two Hall of Fame, Bob and Danny, the best quarterback this franchise has had. And franchise been around now for a while. It goes back to the '60s, and the numbers he put up last year. And if if you if you forgot about what they looked like for 14 games or 13 games, whatever he played in last year before the concussion, they're pretty damn good. Matter of fact, they were less interceptions than than now. So uh, Tua has been – he stayed healthy, which he understood he had to do, and how am I going to do it, things I can improve on, and he's done it. So I get it, man. I, I get it. And so, you know, eh, I don't know. Like, what do you want to get? Well, what are you going to get now? We got one of the best records. We're not going to be picking real high. Ooh, you, what do you want to do? You, you, where are you going to find one? We're going to find one of these handful of guys. You got them. You've got them. And he's good for business. He's he's good for business. And he's only getting better. He's improved on a lot of things, including his deep throws. This stuff of for the nitpicking, like, okay, so we under he did he under, a year ago he did underthrow some of the deep throws. Yes, he did. Guys waited and had to wait and made catches, but this year he has gotten the ball out in front of guys where they are catching it like it's a handoff in a relay, man. They are running damn near full speed when that ball is on target. Waddle got one last week. Tyreek Hill got one last week. Um, it happens every week where he now has got a good feel for how his guys run, where they're going to be, and he's getting the ball out to him. And again, you know, if 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 you're you know, I had somebody else tell me. Well, I want a guy who can if he gets outside the pocket can run. Okay, well that he's not going to do that. He's not going to be Lamar, and he's not going to be Jalen, and he's not going to be Josh, 
He's not going to be those guys. But he's doing a lot of good things, man. A lot of good things. And he's putting up big numbers. And if you don't believe me, look at ESPN. They got quarterback, and he is number one. Number one in yards. Number one in percentage. Number one in a lot of things. All right, we got to go to break here. We're running super late here. I don't know why I'm trying to sell people. We're here. We're damn near New Year's. I'm still after the party the other night and the big Tua debate. It lasted at least 20 minutes between 10 grown ass men that were drinking, and they were all drinking, and it was funny. It uh, got into a lot of different stuff, and I was like amazed. I finally had to bow out. I was like, this nobody's listening. Nobody wants to listen to the biggest mouth in this place. So I'm I'm done. Hey, I want to tell you about Atlantic Men's Clinic for just a second here. Low T man. Low T is a bad, bad thing. You know, we were talking, Omar and I were talking yesterday uh, about low T. He goes, man, I know I got it. I said, you know, it happens to guys in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. You're tired all the time. Um, You're gaining weight. Your sex drive is not what it used to be. Um, You're just constantly, you go to work out, and you you find excuses to leave early because you're just not into it. All the things that never happened before. Uh, You don't sleep well. You're waking up 14 times at night. You get up in the morning. You feel tired all day. It's a real crummy way to go through. It is. And you can get rid of it so easily. So if you have low T and it sounds like you have some of those things I was just talking about, you can get rid of them, man. You can get rid of it. If your energy's down, you're always tired, you're gaining weight, not sleeping well, sex drive is gone. Well, the people that specialize in getting rid of it and doing it real quickly, Atlantic Men's Clinic is so good. Your initial visit includes medical consultation, a T and a PSA test. Mention my name, Joe Rose, that I sent you, and your initial consultation is free. The most important one. Meet with the professionals. Tell them what you're going through, and they're going to tell you there's a really, really good chance you have low T, and they're going to take care of it for you. Put you on a program that's going to take care of you, and within a couple weeks, because everybody always wants to know. Give it a couple weeks, and you're going to one day go, wow, I am starting to feel better. Got more energy, feeling better, working out. Working out means you start losing weight. You're more dedicated to do things that you weren't doing before. And with six locations throughout South Florida, it is a slam dunk at Atlantic Men's Clinic. So if you're tired and going, well, it's just normal, my 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, I'm just tired, that's just the way. No, that's up to you because it can be taken care of with Atlantic Men's Clinic. 877-455-7300. 877-455-7300. Or visit AtlanticMensClinic.com. And now, it's time for Hollywood's Headlines. Without further ado, here's Hollywood. All right, Woody. What do you have for us today there, pal? All right, we had a very impressive uh, record here in the NBA, Joe. The Detroit Pistons set an NBA record with their 27th straight loss. You know, teams don't even get up for you. How does that happen? It's incredible. It's truly remarkable. By the way, it's the second longest losing streak in NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB history. Oh, God. The Sixers' 28-game losing streak in 2015 spanned multiple seasons. So, again, this is just this season here. Um, this is truly an incredible feat here that these guys have accomplished. And I am, I'm going to ask you this here. What is more impressive, Detroit losing 27 straight or Miami winning 27 straight in 2013? Oh, 
Of course, the Miami Heat with the big three had that crazy 27-game winning streak. They did, and they were they were really good, but the point is. So what is more impressive, the fact that this team, you know, again, the NBA is Ooh, just, that's a, is that's just a such a great question. The NBA is a crap league to begin with for regular season, whatever. And the fact that, like, the Pistons are the ultimate you-don't-get-up-for-them team. Yeah, you would think they'd get they bite somebody they'd on catch the rear someone. end. Someone, yeah, you would think. Got so again, young, talented I find guys this to be incredibly impressive. Pro- probably the fact that you're getting ready to play the Pistons, and now all of a sudden you go out and drink when you don't usually drink, and 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 probably don't get up for them because they lose every game. What are you going to say in the scouting report? They're coming closer. So, um, yeah, I guess I don't know, man. It's hard to win twenty-seven. I don't care who you are, because everybody it's harder to lose twenty-seven. But everybody's up for you, Woody. Like when they played those Heat teams, you you were like, damn, we got to beat them. Somebody got to beat them. Let's let's do it. That that's true, but I don't know, man. I think losing twenty-seven is more impressive, to be quite honest with you. I just I, I think it's a miraculous feat. It really I see is. the owner had to come out. and. Well, they're chanting let sell the, the team and everything. Sell, let, yeah. the, let his fan base know it's going to get better. Like, shut up. It's, it's not, not getting yeah, it's better. It's 27 better. losses in a row. Wow. Very, very wild stuff. All right, how about this one, man? We've been talking about, a lot about the MVP race and people betting on who they think uh, the MVP will be. So, Brock Purdy was uh, was obviously the MVP favorite going into Yeah, how much did past, that drop after this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you follow along on, you know, on Twitter and, and you see some of these things like there's a site called PropSwap, which is a site where you can sell a betting ticket. Right? As the yeah. odds increase, the ticket right. goes up in value, you yeah. find some schmuck who's willing to uh, to buy this thing from you. This guy, uh, one guy had a $2,000 Brock Purdy MVP ticket. That would have uh, netted him uh, over two hundred thousand dollars. Wow! If, uh, if Brock Purdy yeah. were, were to have won, it was around two hundred thousand um, dollars. This guy sold the MVP ticket for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars last week on Prop Swap, meaning that the guy who won it would have netted I don't know seventy-five thousand yeah. dollars, something like that. The guy right. who, if if you know Brock Purdy were to win. So now the guy that sold the ticket obviously is, you know, coming out way, way ahead of this one here because Brock Purdy has plummeted down <laughs> yeah. in one weekend, has oh. plummeted down the MVP bidding now or betting, whatever you want to call it. So, so can I say this? Do you agree that because you, you brought up a good point? So Josh Allen, Lamar, Tua, all people want to see, all right, so how are you going to play at the end of the year in these big games coming up? It's kind of – I look at Lamar's numbers. They're not MVP numbers, but if you watch him play, it looks MVP. But he's only got 19 touchdown passes. He's only got five touchdowns running the ball. I mean, we got quarterback. I think we got three quarterbacks that have double-digit touchdowns in a season right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I just these these prop swap things are weird, but to buy an MVP ticket is such a crapshoot yeah, thing. Like to, no, it's crazy. Like I thought he was gonna make seventy five grand, I guess, but it is really close though. You look at the years that we've had the the MVP and it was Mahomes and you go no brainer and Lamar Jackson's numbers for touchdown passes and I think he ran for like twelve hundred yards. That was a no brainer. Cam Newton's year was a no brainer. Brady and Rodgers and Manning all had years where you go, well, they're the MVP. There's, there's no question. 
But this year, we don't have that, right? You look, I, I looked at those numbers and I was looking. I even looked at who they played against a little bit. And I go, damn, it's hard. It's almost impossible, right? And some people, and yesterday it was, it's Lamar. And another guy goes, no, it's McCaffrey. 100% it's McCaffrey. Even last week, he ran for 100 yards. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, man. We'll see what happens the next two weeks, man. It just seems open to me. All right, on our final headline here, we'll jump off sports for a second here. Uh, Tesla factory worker attacked by a robot that dug its claws uh, into his back and arm. So you know that the Tesla, you know, Elon Musk, they have all those yeah. robots and right. they're trying to replace humans with robots. Uh, it says the Tesla software engineer suffered serious injuries when he was attacked by a malfunctioning robot on the floor of the electric car maker's factory in Austin, Texas. Witnesses <laughs> said the robot, which was designed to move aluminum car parts, pinned the engineer and sank its metal claws into his back and arm, leaving a trail of blood along the floor. Jeez. It's like a damn movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, these things can happen, man. They're, they're, they're robots, you know. Turning the damn machines right up on you and grabbing you. You can't He's probably get away. strong. He's yeah, used to moving car parts around. Yeah, no, so. of course. Yeah, there you go. That's a tough one. All right, Woody, well, listen. That's uh, how we'll end the headlines today. All right. That's, a that's, robot attack. That's solid. That's solid right now. Okay. We got 8 o'clock hour coming up. Jeff Darlington from ESPN did a one-on-one with Tua just a couple of days ago. We'll talk to J.D. a little bit about the, uh, the Dolphins. Uh, we got an NBA team heading to the West Coast for five. Uh, a nice test for them, and hopefully have everybody back. Jimmy's close, hopefully, to coming back and and uh, going to be able to play with uh, with a team that's got a lot of guys playing really well right now on that team. And, of course, the Panthers tonight in Tampa Bay. And, uh, boy, here we go again with that one. That's turned into a nice little rivalry for sure. Well, right now, before we jump on this 8 o'clock hour, I do want to tell you about air around the clock air conditioning and plumbing. Um. You know, now that I've known him for so long, and I've been with Big Daddy, he passed away, but close to 30 of the years with, with Big Daddy and what he built with um, so many trucks and 35 years of experience. Now they have 135 trucks on the road, trained and certified technicians, and yes, they work seven days a week. Um, they don't want anybody to have a broken down air conditioning unit, even on a on a Saturday or a Sunday. And just to back that up, I want to let you know we got air conditionings in a warehouse, all different size air conditioning units ready to go. We don't have to order them. They're right there where the offices and trucks are. They bring them out. We got uh, box trucks filled with all size ream water heaters and air conditioning units to, to deliver quickly. Same day installation is always the goal. If it's busy, we'll get there the next day. You know one thing, this thing's about great service. Same thing on the plumbing side. Licensed, experienced plumbers. Like I said, water heater kings of South Florida. Tons of them in stock, in the warehouse, right here in Broward County, ready to take care of you seven days a week. Some things never change. And air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing is about great, great service every day with the best people and the best products to go in and take care of you. And hopefully nice people when they come out. I know the guys are always great about coming out and uh, and being really good about it. Hey, I want to let you know this. They got financing plans, ready to go. Same-day installation is always the goal. Family-owned and ready to go. Eric and Mike and Chippy. Uh, we lost Lenny, but we didn't lose those guys, man, who still 
are all about great service seven days a week for you. The next time you have an air conditioning problem or a plumbing problem, let's just go to the AC side. 1-888-FIX-MY-AC. That's 1-888-349-622 for air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing. 